Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Lord, we don't even have words enough to describe who you are. Father, the words that are in our mouths, they are not enough to describe you. Father, sometimes we don't even know how to describe who you are. But Lord, all we do is to allow our hearts to sing. All we do is just allow our hearts to describe who you are. Because we can't. Words are not enough to describe who you are. What a merciful God you are. We are thankful and grateful to be in your presence tonight. Give us of your spirit to minister to us tonight. May we be blessed because we came. Because our faith is in you. We thank you Lord. We give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord, and you may be seated. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Oh, Spirit of God, minister to us tonight. Let your will be done amongst us. Have your way amongst us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Oh, I am preaching. And I tell you, I am preaching a good word. If I can have people who have faith to receive what we are sharing. I have no doubt in my heart that lives are going to change in this place. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession, before many witnesses. Fight a good fight of faith. Fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. There is someone who is trying to take it away from you. Hold on to it. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Don't let it go. Fight this good fight of faith. It is a good fight. The fight of faith is a good fight. The fight of faith, Salome, is a fight worth fighting. Hallelujah. It is a fight that is worth your strength. It is a fight that is worth all you have. Amen. Fight a good fight of faith. If God is instructing us to fight, it must be a good fight. And he has qualified, he says, it's a good fight of faith. It is worth fighting. Amen. Fight a good fight of faith. It is worth leaving everything else that you are doing to fight it. Amen. It means don't let anything stop you from fighting this faith. This is a good fight. Hallelujah. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold. Don't let it go. You see, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth 
take heed lest he falls. Do you see? That means that when even you feel that you have faith, you have to continue fighting because you can fall. That means that constantly something, someone is looking for your fall. Someone is looking to make sure that you fall. Amen. Otherwise, if we have found God and we believe in him, then we are free. There's nothing else to do. But he says, fight a good fight of faith. Be careful when you think you are in faith. Be careful when you think you are standing. Because you can easily fall. You see, a lot of us sitting here can't even envisage that we can become unbelievers. Do you see? That you, you come for Sunday service, come for Tuesday service, prayer meetings, all night, fasting. And you can become an unbeliever. It's easy. Yeah, I believe it's bad, be easy. Else God will, anything that is automatic, God will not tell us to do. It will come to you. Do you understand? He says that don't think of what you will eat tomorrow. That one, he says, don't think about it. If you need to think about it, he would have told you, think of what you will eat tomorrow. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But he says, fight a good fight of faith. And be careful when you feel you are in front, you feel you are standing. Because you can fall. It means God sees something that you can't even see. There are things that God is seeing that they can easily cause you to fall. So he says, be careful when you think you are standing. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. So that means that every time be afraid that you are going to lose your faith. You have to be afraid. If there is a meeting going on and you are not there, be afraid that you are going to lose your faith. Amen. How many people have been able to watch? I think somebody sent one of these videos on the, um, on the WhatsApp about this separating and the lion. That was a very classic one. Is it possible we, we, we will see it in church? Technical people. Yeah. You see, and I, I, I looked at that thing and I said, look, you see, this is exactly how the enemy is. He's just lying there quietly and just watching, waiting, patient. How many of you saw that video? Just watching patiently and look so harmless. The environment looks so harmless. And innocently, I'm just doing my laundry. You know, today, I'm just my laundry. And you alone, the whole church has gathered and you, you are just doing your laundry. And it's as simple as, if I don't do grocery this Sunday, I will not have, it's as simple as that and very reasonable as that. So benign. So it says, be careful. Be afraid that you are going to lose your faith. Amen. Yeah. Be afraid that you are going to lose your faith. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Be afraid that you are going to lose your faith. Because someone is after that. I say someone is after your faith. It says lay hold, lay hold on eternal life. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. These have been our foundational scriptures and we are sharing about fighting the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. If it is a good fight, the end result is you are going to keep your faith. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. Fight a good fight of faith. Fight a good fight of faith. Amen. Fight a good fight of faith. God wants us to fight this fight. And we have to use all our strength. You see, there, there so many types of fight we've been talking about. Some of us, we use all our strength to fight our spouses. 
We use all our strength to fight over everything. Everything that is in your home, you fight about it. Amen. Some of you to use all your strength to fight at work. Fighting for time. I, I, I want to work this time and this one. Every time you are fighting on the schedule. There are some people, every time, you see, every time they come to work, the first thing, they don't care about what they are going to do. They want to see the schedule and the overtime that is available. And fighting. Fighting. Spend all your time fighting about unnecessary things. Amen. But you see, all these types of fight, God does not want us to fight. But one fight, he wants us to fight. And that is the fight of faith. And he says it's a good fight. So we've been sharing about reasons why we must fight the good fight of faith. And the first one we said to achieve success and victory in the faith. Hallelujah. To achieve success and victory in the faith. And the second one, we said we're fighting this good fight for the things God has given you in his word. We have to fight this fight of faith for the things, the promises God has given us in his word. And God has given us a lot of promises in his word. Hallelujah. God has given us a lot of promises in his word. And we have to fight this fight of faith. Last week we read about the people of Israel, how that God has given them his promises. God has given them his promises. And God's promises They are sure. Hallelujah. When God promises you something in his word, if you believe it, it will come to pass. I say, if you believe it, you will receive it. But we read in Hebrews chapter 3. I want to read that in the message version. Just quickly, let's read Hebrews chapter 3 again. And verse, we can read from... Okay, verse 1, it says, wherefore, let me read from the message version. It says, so my dear Christian friends, companions in following this call to the heights, take a good look at Jesus. He's the centerpiece of everything we believe. Faithful in everything God gave him to do. Moses was also faithful. But Jesus gets far more honor. A builder is more valuable than the building any day. Every house has a builder. But the builder behind them all is God. Moses did a good job in God's house. But it was all servant's work. Getting things ready for what was to come. Christ, the son is in charge of the house. Now, if we can only keep a firm grip on this bold confidence, we are the house. That is why the Holy Spirit says, today, please listen. Today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising, that time of wilderness testing. Even though they watched me at work for 40 years, your ancestors refused to let me do it my way. He says, even though they watched me at work for 40 years. You see, that is why he says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Because you see, sometimes when you see certain miraculous powers, it makes your faith come up and you, you have confidence in God. If you were part of the people of Israel and you saw the oceans parted and there was dry land, wouldn't you have faith in God? But these people saw, it says they saw my works for 40 years. They watched me at work for 40 years. They saw all of this. It says your ancestors refused to let me do it my way. If you see a God who can part the oceans, If you see a God who can cause dry land to appear in the mighty ocean, won't you let him have his way? 
Won't you let him do things his way? If he says go left, would you challenge him? No. You will not. But he says they refuse to let me do it my way. God has a way that he wants to do things in your life. It takes faith to allow God to have his way. Amen. He says, over and over, they tried my patience. And I was provoked. Oh, so provoked. May it never be said of you that you provoke God so much. I said, they will never keep their minds on God. They will never keep their minds on God. Let me tell you. I say, your environment, the things that are around you, they are faith killers. If you're going to keep your mind on them, you can never walk with God. Jesus called Peter and says, Peter, walk and come to me. Walk on the mighty oceans and come to me. And as long as Peter's eyes were on Jesus, he was walking on the waters. And then the storms were arising. I said, when you are walking with God, storms shall arise. But if you keep your eyes on God, if you continue to look unto God with your faith, overlooking, yes, you hear the noise from the storms. You hear there are storms. You hear that things are challenging. You hear the wailing. People are crying and they say things are difficult. But you say, my eyes are on Jesus and I will look unto him and I will walk to him. But the moment he took his eyes off and looked at his surrounding, you see, he was walking on the waters out of faith. It was out of faith. But the moment he, I say, I say the things, the storms that are around you, they are faith killers. The difficulties that you encounter, they are faith killers. Don't look at them. I say, don't look at them. The challenges that you experience, they are faith killers. But sometimes God allows us to go through this moment to see what is in your heart. Whether that your heart will be on him, your eyes are on him, your mind is on him. He says, I allow them to go through the wilderness to see what is in their heart. Amen. So he says, they will never keep their minds on God. They refuse to walk down my road. Exasperated, I vowed. They will never get where they are going. Never be able to sit down and rest. Look, lack of faith can make you very restless in life. Lack of faith can make you very restless in life. You will hear that, oh, now there are jobs in Ohio and you are running to Ohio. And then when you get to Ohio, you say, now the thing has shifted to um, um, Wisconsin. And then you are going to Wisconsin. And now they say, oh, now they, they, they are giving green cars in Virginia. And then you are coming down to Virginia. And then, you see, you, you, you'll be restless when you don't have faith. But I say, right here in New York, the Lord will bless you. I say, right here in New York, the Lord will bless you. Right here in New York, the Lord will bless you. Yes, I hear that they are in Ohio. That is where everyone is moving. Now they say houses are affordable in Ohio. And then even if you have a security job, you can own a house. And they are moving there. Right here in New York, you own your own house. I say you own your own house. You watch and see. I say you own your own house right here in New York. Yes. And please, 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 don't look at the type of work you are doing. Don't look at what you are doing at the moment. Please, please, please. Because it's a faith killer when you begin to do that. Don't look at your salary. Don't look at your paychecks today. Because that is not what is going to buy you a house. What is going to buy you a house is your ability not to look at your paycheck, but to look on Jesus. That is what is going to buy you. Yes. Yes. Amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. No, yes. Start calling your neighbor. Amen. He says they will never get where they are going. 
never be able to sit down and rest. So watch your steps, friends. Make sure there is no evil unbelief lying around that will trip you up and throw you off course, diverting you from the living God. I say it is unbelief that will throw you off course when you lose your faith. When Peter lost his faith, it threw him off course. He was going straight on the water towards Jesus. Unbelief is an evil disease. He said, make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that there is no evil of unbelief. Make sure. It is your responsibility to make sure that there is no evil of unbelief in you. It is your responsibility. And I think this is something that you should fast on and pray on. That, Lord, let not be any unbelief in me, but may my faith, all my trust be in you. It is worth it. Oh, if people can come to that place, if you can only come to that stage, if only your faith can come to that level. So he brought this thing called faith. He brought it so low, he brought it down because it is his hard desire. Because it is his requirement. It is his requirement. He wants you to have it. So he says, even if you can have it, the size of a mustard seed, that is all I'm looking for. If I can see this size of faith in you, then every mountain that is before you can be moved. Every mountain that stands your way can be moved. If you can have this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So he says, watch your steps. Make sure there is no evil unbelief lying around that will trip you up and throw you off course, diverting you from the living God. For as long as it is still God's today, keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your reflexes. If we can only keep our grip on the sure thing we started out with, we are in this with Christ for the long haul. What is the sure thing we started out with? It is faith. We have faith that our sins are forgiven. Did someone come and wash? Did you see anyone washing you and cleaning you? Are you not the same John? Are you not the same David? Are you not the same Joyce? Are you not the same Gifty? But you are sitting here having faith that you are a righteous person because your sins have been forgiven. And he says, if we can hold on to this same thing that set us on course, we are with Christ, we are with Christ for a long haul. We are with Christ. Then he's ready to take us for a long haul. He's ready to take us very far. Amen. These words keep ringing in your ears. Today, please listen. Today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising. For who were the people who turned a deaf ear? Weren't they the very ones Moses led out of Egypt? And who was, who was God provoked for, with for 40 years? Wasn't it those who turned a deaf ear and ended up corpses in the wilderness? And when he swore that he would never get where they, they would never get where they were going, wasn't he talking to the ones who turned a deaf ear? They never got there because they never listened, never believed, never believed, never believed. That is the only reason they did not get there. They did not believe. Hallelujah. I say they did not believe and not believing did not get them there. Not because they were telling lies or they were stealing or they were hiding manna. Not because they were making business, illegal businesses. Not because they were committing adultery or fornication. The reason why was because they never believed. They never believed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It is a requirement to walk with God. It is a requirement to get anything from God. Faith. Hallelujah. You see, when God promises something, you enter into it by fighting the fight of faith. Anytime God promises something, 
Anytime you take hold of any of God's promises, something will come to fight your faith. Anytime you say, I'm believing God for this, there will be a lot of things that will make you not believe God for that thing. I'm telling you. Anytime you say you are believing God for this, you see, I'm believing God for $100 then you realize that now you even owe $200. I am telling you. I say, anytime you want to believe God for something, something will come to fight. Look, there was a young man by the name of Joseph. God promised him. God promised this young man greatness. He says he was going to be great. God even gave him dreams. Dreams to show him who he was going to become. And immediately, immediately, the enemy came in through his brothers. And his brothers were against him. His brothers quickly devised a plan to bring him to a place to make him feel and lose all the, even to look at himself as becoming any great person. To make you lose faith in the God who has promised you. Hallelujah. To make him lose faith. I mean, if your younger brother, your younger brother is saying, I've been having dreams. You know, I'm dreaming that I'm going to be, I'm going to be king. I mean, kids dream. And they say, I, I, I dream I'm going to be a superman. I had a dream that I was going to be this, I'm going to be that. Should we get rid of you? Should we kill you? They were planning to kill him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And they decided to sell him. They sold him into slavery. Now you are a slave boy. You you cannot even see yourself as anything great. To kill that faith. To kill that promise. To kill it. That you you begin to see yourself. After all, it was just dreams. After all, it was just dreams. It was nothing great. I was just dreaming. But Joseph, he fought through it. He fought the good fight of faith. He continued to believe in God. Hallelujah. I say he continued to believe in God. He continued to believe in God. And even when he was, he was sold to Potiphar's house, the Bible says God was still with him. God was with him. Let's read up scripture. Genesis. Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. God was still with him. Genesis chapter 39, and we can read from verse. Okay, Genesis chapter 39, verse 1. It says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites which had brought him down theater. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. Do you see? A slave, but he's prosperous. Because his faith is, I said, when God is working with you, he says, he will never leave you nor forsake you. A slave, but the Bible says he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. I say, you people who are here on Tuesdays, if you can believe with me and let your faith come to a place, the people will see that the Lord is with you. I say, people will see that the Lord is with you. They will look at you and they will see that the Lord is with this person. I say, they will see that the Lord is with this person. Yes. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. May the Lord make everything you do to prosper. The Lord will make everything you do to prosper. I don't know if I have people who have faith enough to receive it. Yes, but I don't know me. I see something else. And I'm telling you what I'm seeing. 
And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass from that time that he had made him overseer in his house. I mean, look at this. You see, now Joseph is beginning to see a little bit of the dream. Now, now I feel like, you know, I'm coming up. Do you see? This slavery thing was like the dream. What is up with this? You know, now I can see that at least even among the slaves here in this house, I am on top. So that is part of the dream. Wouldn't it give you a little assurance? A little bit of assurance that maybe this is a little bit of the dream to hold me on. And it came to pass from that time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. Now, doesn't it make you feel that Joseph is in charge? That Joseph's dream is coming to pass? And he says, and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Then the enemy realized that the faith is coming back to Joseph again. Joseph is building up the faith again. Joseph is going on with this dream again. And verse 6, it says, it says, verse 7, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast his eyes upon Joseph. Let me tell you something. You see, I say the enemy, he is looking every day to bring you down, to make sure. He says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. He's lying there quietly. Did you see the, the, the film? He's lying there quietly. Waiting. You see, Joseph was a slave in a house. The woman didn't do anything to him. Now suddenly the Bible says, now he's well favored. Everything is in his hand. He's in charge. And it looks like the dream is coming up. And he says, it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her, her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. You know, I want to read. <laughs> because a, she's a chick. <laughs> I tell you, these chicks, that's why they call them chicks. Amen. In the NIV, it says, now Joseph was, it says, verse 6 says, so Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. So you see, Potiphar was the head. He was the head of his house. And now everything was in the hand of Joseph. Doesn't it look like Joseph now is the head of the house? Yes. And he didn't, Potiphar didn't concern himself with anything. That means everything that Potiphar was in charge of in his house, now Joseph has taken over. It says, now Joseph was well built and handsome. He was a handsome man. Women like handsome men. Well built, handsome man. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph. His master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, and said, come to bed with me. Come to bed with me. I bet some young men would do this. They would paddle, take off their shoes, ready to run quickly. But listen, 
listen to this. But he refused. And look at what he said. He said, with me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. You see, so listen, I'm telling you, Joseph knew that the the dream has come to pass. He knew that there was no one in the house greater than him. He knew that everyone in the house was after him, was under him. He knew that he was on top of everyone. You see, it's not that he was not conscious of all of these things. He knew, and the enemy knew that this one has taken hold of some promise. He knew that this one has taken hold of some promise. Amen. You see, some of you, as we are sharing this, and I believe by the grace of God, your faith is going to go to a higher level. But some young women are going to come around you. I say some young women are going to come around you. Now, don't think it's because of your six-pack. You see, Joseph could have thought it's because I am handsome and I have six-pack, but he didn't know that the enemy was behind this. He didn't know that there was, the enemy was about to bring down some promises and some dreams. He didn't know. So you think, oh, I am cool. I look good. That's why the women are around me like that. I look good. That is why they are all after me. Hallelujah. Some of you young women, you see, some men have not talked to you in a long time. But as these promises are coming to you, and as your faith is going up, you will see the kind of men who will come around you. I say you will see. I know some of you are going to, some of you are going to call me and say, Reverend, the men are too many. I am too hot. I am too hot. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. (laughs) Because you are his wife. Now listen to this. Listen to this. How then could I do such a wicked thing and a sin not against my master? Not against Potiphar. How then can I do such a wicked thing and sin not against Potiphar? Not against my master. Not against the one who bought me. Not against my master who brought me up. Not the one who entrusted me with this. But he says, how can I do such a thing, a wicked thing, against God? Against God. Against God. It's not a sin. He did not look at it as a sin against the man. But a sin against God. Hallelujah. Don't you think that he should have been angry with this God who gave me all these dreams and these dreams have given me trouble and these dreams are what have brought me and if I've managed my own way and I've come up and I'm maneuvering my way through this slavery and I have come this far, don't you think that he, would, he wouldn't have even considered God but his faith was always in God. His faith was always in God. Amen. His faith was always in God. He says, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he was, she was after him day after day. I can imagine, I can imagine that since that time, you see her, you see Potiphar's wife walking in the house in some lace. Wearing some lace, long lace, and nothing. She just walking around the house gracefully. See through, see through. That is what I mean. See through. And walking in the house as if she is minding her business. Maybe 
Joseph is walking around and then she will walk around. Joseph, you know, I didn't say anything. You know, she's just walking around. And making sure Joseph will see. And see the nice, nice body that she has. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Brothers, I'm telling you something. Young man, you will go, <laughs> what am I seeing? You can't control yourself. You <laughs> say, ah, 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 this woman, you are troubling me. You are troubling me. You are troubling me. Say, this is free gift. Free gift. You say, this one, you can't blame me. I didn't come to ask for it. Amen. He says, and though, though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. She refused to be with her. The woman will come and walk around. Can you walk in front of me? The one who walk in front of me. Walk in front of me. And then I refuse to look at you. The woman will intentionally walk. You know, women, they are very, 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 very some way. They know what they are doing. And they know the effect that it can have on you. Hallelujah. As, as she is wearing the dress, she has something in her mind. As she is coming, she has something in her mind. As she is walking past you, she knows the effect that it's going to have around you. And she knows. Amen. But you who has received a promise, you who has received a promise, you have received a promise. Beware. He says, please listen. Please listen. Please listen. This is what happened to them. The scripture says, these things are written for your admonition. They were written for your learning. These things were written for an examples. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Let me tell you, they have their intentions. They have their plans. They have, you see, sometimes you are ignorant, you know? You don't know, you are ignorant, and you think, oh, a sister. Christian sister. But she has her plans. I said she has her plans. Amen. But beware. 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 He says, she refused to go to bed with her. How many young men would have, if you were in Joseph's shoe? Let me see by show of hands. finish and then you say uh, bah, 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 I didn't ask her you know I didn't say anything I was, was I was just doing my work I didn't say anything you know I even I didn't want to but you know the way she was doing <laughs> the way she was doing you know by me too I'm a man I am a human being you know you he said she refused to go to bed with her or she refused to be with her Would you, what, it's not milk that will come out. It's not it's <laughs> messy. Messy. Shh. Let's read. Let's read. Don't spoil the message. We are preaching. Verse 11. He said, One day, one day, he went into the house to attend to his duties. 
and none of the household servants was inside. Let me tell you something. Listen. The enemy, eh, I'm telling you, you have no, you see, you, you, you think that this is an opportunity. You have no idea it's the enemy's trap to let you lose hold of this promise. Look, the enemy, he's wicked, though. He's wicked. Do you think it's just by accident that no one of the servants, he has sacked all of them. You see, he has given someone, someone had a cut on the toe, he couldn't come to work. Another person was stuck in the field. One person's car was broken, he couldn't come to work that day. None of the servants were in the house. None of the servants. But Joseph was in the house. Yes, one day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by the cloak and said, come to bed with me. <laughs> it's like this. It's like this. Come to bed with me. <laughs> you see, she grabbed him. She grabbed him. She took his coat like this. Come to he says, he says, whatever you do, you are coming to bed with me today. Whatever you do, you are coming to bed with me. She grabbed, she grabbed her cloak, his cloak. Then she caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and run out of the house. How many young men accept that your eyes are on God? Accept that your eyes are on God. You say, after all, there's forgiveness of sins. If I finish, I will just ask for forgiveness. Amen. When she saw that, when she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought us, has been brought to us to make sport of us. That means to make fun and joke of us. You see how now the enemy is taking another tactics. He said, he came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. Hey, sisters. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Do you see? I'm not moving, you see? You see how they, I'm, I'm not moving until my husband comes. <laughs> and she has she has the cloak in her hand. He says, "I'm not moving until until my until the husband comes." And then she's sitting evidence. She's waiting. So when the husband came, when he says when the he says when she saw that he had left the cloak in her hand and ran out, she called her household servants. Suddenly, all of them came. Do you see? Suddenly, all the household servants, they are around. I say, let me tell you, beware of the enemy. He says, let him that think that he standard take heed, lest he falls. Because, he said, that's why he said, take hold, lay hold, lay hold. Fight this fight of faith. Fight it. Things will come to destabilize you, but fight it. Things will come to tempt you. Things will come to remove you from that place. But fight it. Fight it. Because every step that you make, he also has plans to destabilize you. Every move. Every move. He has plans to destabilize you. Suddenly, all the servants came. Now the evidence, we, we need to use the evidence. So come and hear. 
And so they, were, they all came. And I can imagine how they came. And then she told them, hey, this Joseph, how could you? You see, now everyone will turn against him. So even when the master comes, before the master hears it, there's servants on the street, every, every place they have told him. So he's coming in with anger. And to come and to see his wife sitting there and crying. Oh! <laughs> and crying. With her face dry, tears all over the place. And he says, the Hebrew boy that you brought here, Look at what he has done to me. Look, look, look at what he has done to me. <laughs> look at what he has done to me. The Hebrew boy that you brought here. He says, when she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. You see how... He's, she's trying to get people to support this and to turn everyone against him. He, he came here to make sport of all of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his clothes beside me and ran out of the house. Does it make sense? You scream and then he take off his clothes and he will leave it beside you and run. <laughs> when his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined. You see, now back to prison so that you kill the dream. It will kill the promise. You say you were a slave. Now you were having some food to eat and you were going out. Now you are in prison. Let's see your dream. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you this evening? But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. I say he will never ever leave you. Don't look at the prison walls and think that he's not with you. He's with you. He said the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. I say, if you keep your eyes on God, the dreams will never quench. The promises, they are yea and they are amen. If you only will keep your eyes on God. I tell you. He says the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Because the Lord was with Joseph. And gave him success in whatever he did. May the Lord give you success in whatever you do. May God give you success in whatever you do. Hallelujah. Sometimes he allows it. He allows it. If God has given him promises, why would he allow him to go to prison? Sometimes he allows it to see that even when the world looks like a prison in your life, would you still keep your eyes on him? Even when things look like nothing is going forward for you, would you still keep your eyes on him? Would you still hold strong to the faith? Would you still hold fast to eternal life? Would you still hold fast to the eternal promises that God has promised you? Would you still hold fast to it? Beloved, our time is up. But I want you to have faith in God. I want you to keep your eyes on God. No matter what the challenge is, no matter how difficult the situation is, no matter what you are going through, if you only can, through the difficulty, through the difficulty, if you can keep your eyes on Jesus, if you can, if you will not look at prison walls and look at the prisoners that are around you and look at how wretched your life is. Yes, you see wretched lives all around you, but your eyes 
are on Christ. And if you can keep your eyes on him, if you can hold fast to the faith, if you can fight through it, and it takes fight to keep your eyes on Christ in the midst of calamity. And if you can do that, he says he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Hallelujah. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. We have, the, we have this wonderful, powerful, we're going to see it. But stand to your feet for a moment. You will see it. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. The enemy has plans. He has plans. As God devises plans for you, the enemy devises evil against your plans. Would you still keep your eyes on God? Would you stand strong? Would you continue to stand on the promises? The promises that God has given you. The promises that you are standing on. He says, for that same faith that saved you, if you can hold on to that faith, if you can continue on in that faith, if you have believed that he has set you free from sin, if you believe that all things have passed away and all things have become new, if you can still continue to hold on to that faith, if you only can continue to hold on to that faith. Yes. Oh, yes. If we can hold on to that faith, if we can hold on to that faith, if we can continue to hold on to that faith, let it not be by what you see. It is not by sight. It is not by sight. It is not by sight. Don't look at your surroundings. Don't look at the things that are around you. Don't look at the challenges and the difficulties. Let your eyes be on Christ. He says it's a good fight. It's a fight, but you have to fight it. It is a fight. When you see difficulties and challenges, you have to fight to hold on to your faith. Yes, the obvious is that things are going down. The obvious is that you are not moving forward. The obvious is that you are unemployed. The obvious is that you can't pay the rent. The obvious is that you don't have the money today. But if you can hold on to that faith, if you can hold on to that faith, everything will leave you. But if you can hold on to that faith, yes, Lord, you are the air I breathe. Oh, oh, this is the air I breathe. Your only presence. Your only presence. You are my daily bread, Lord. This is your daily bread. This is you look at me here every day. Lord, your very word in the morning. I am holding on. I am holding on. 
without you Jesus we are lost without you you say without you we can do nothing Lord indeed we are lost without you that is why tonight we are desperate for you we are desperate for you Lord we say no matter what we will hold on to this faith no matter what is in our circumstances no matter what we are seeing today, we are desperate for you. We are holding on to the faith. We are fighting this good fight of faith. No matter what we are seeing today, no matter what our experience is today, no matter what we do not have today, we are desperate for you. And we are fighting this good fight of faith. We are holding on to this fight of faith. Yes, Jesus. Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight for your word and the assurance that no matter what is happening, no matter where we are, no matter where the world will take us, Lord, we are confident that you are always with us. We are confident that you are always with us. We are confident that you will never leave us. We are confident, oh God, that you will never forsake us. Lord, be it in the dungeons, be it in the prisons. The world may be like the prison to us. Father, we may feel like slaves in this world. But we are confident that you are always with us. Therefore, Lord, we ask, let our faith continue to be in you. May we always look unto you. May we always allow you to have your way. Lord, cause us to understand your ways. Cause us to know your ways. Cause us to understand you. Lord, in our walk with you, open our eyes to understand your ways. To behold your wondrous things. We are thankful tonight for strengthening us in this fight of faith. We are thankful, Lord, for giving us extra strength to hold on to this faith. We will continue to fight this fight of faith. Father, there may be challenges. There may be difficulties. The enemy will make all efforts. But Lord, we will continue to fight on. Because we know that when we put our trust in you, you will always cause your ways to be perfected in us. We are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here tonight, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed, every head bow. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to say a simple prayer with you. You want to take that step of faith. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? It is that first step. And if we can hold on to this faith, he says... Christ is with us in a long haul. Do you want to take that first step? Why don't you all join me and say this with me? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Cleanse me. Purify me. Purify me. Let the blood of Jesus wash me. Let the blood of Jesus wash me. I invite you I invite into, my life. into my life. Take hold, Take hold of, my heart. of my heart. Take hold, Take hold of, my soul. of my soul. Take hold of my emotions. Of my emotions. Take, hold Take hold of my strength. Of my strength. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my, you are my master. You are my, master. You are my savior. My 
Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus as you take your seats. Are you blessed tonight? Have you? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.